Hello, and I'm here with my guy, Crossbones. How are we doing, Crossbones? We're good. We're good. Good to be here. Yeah, man. It's good to talk to you. And we got SummerSlam coming up. I wanted to do a SummerSlam preview. You're willing to come on and talk to me about it. We're going to dive a little bit into what we think might be happening when we get Vince, retirement, Triple H coming in, Pritchard solidifying where he was at all along, how that might change with Stephanie, with Nick, and with Sean, and all of that. And we hope to do that quickly and funly, and we'll be doing that after this. Welcome to Go Home Heat, a wrestling podcast. Here at Go Home Heat, our contributors focus on the stories and character arcs of the live-action drama art form. An art form dating back to Zeus, featuring Lincoln and a bear, and peaking with Robocop and Sting. In the words of Xavier Woods, the last form of theater in the round. And now, go home heat. All right, Crossbones, tell the world how they can find you. All right, I am on Instagram at clang underscore bang underscore ATL. And I am on Instagram as P-L-E-A-S underscore K-E-L-L-E-Y 313. Um, that's, that's where you can reach us. Also, our podcast is the Bangin' and, uh, the Bangin and Clangin' Sports Podcast, me and Beretta. Um, and we have an Instagram page. It's, it's Bangin' and Clangin'. And, uh, yeah, that, that's about it. Awesome. Okay, so first and foremost, can you give me a Woods report? Oh, he's doing great. Uh, Woodsy is uh, the the bit the hardest working man in show business right now. Uh, for the past fifteen or so days, he has been in a different city every single day, either working with G Four WWE or uh, here in Atlanta, maybe just to, to to sleep for fifteen minutes and then hop back on another plane and go back out somewhere else. Then they stay keeping them dancing around with the Viking Raider experience. Now they're the Viking Raider really pissed off experience or something. Yeah. They, they <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they have they have uh, logged some serious hours with the Viking Raiders. So when this finally comes to a head, expect a very good, great match because they've had a lot of practice going against each other. Right. Right, and Woods got gets so much work done with all of the other th- stuff that he does. He's an amazing individual yeah yeah yeah, amazing Mm. so yeah he's able to do uh i don't know how he does it he's he's superhuman he is superhuman to be able to to stay focused fly everywhere land set up i think playing he plays a lot of video games while he's traveling i think that helps calm his mind and helps him refocus while he's in the air and it helps him when he lands gets to uh gets down to business you know one of the neat things about what he's done with the um up, up, down, down, and all of that stuff, is that we get these windows into what WWE superstars are like when they're not on stage. Like when you see the, the, the hamming it up between Becky and Rollins because they're at some event and they're, t- and they're just ragging each other about the, the video game they played and, and, and all of that. And, or when you see them all sitting in a room having fun with each other as they're doing the, the up, up, down, down league championships and all that. You get to see kind of who they are as as friends with one another and all of that. And it's kind of neat how he's brought that to us. Yeah. Uh, when they get to wherever they're, wherever they're going to do the show, I mean, he's the one who sets everything up, sets up the gaming tables, sets up whatever game they're going to play. 
And while they're waiting to go to their meeting to see what they're going to be doing that night, they're in there playing video games, kind of right. relaxing, kind of kind of helps take the edge off, I would think, before they go out there and perform. Right, 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 right. So let's slide into SummerSlam. It is the biggest party of the summer, supposedly, and it's big. I mean, they got it in Nashville. They got it in a big stadium. What do you think about the the lead up to SummerSlam? Do you think they've done a good job with the booking? Yeah, they they have pushed those matches that they thought are going to be be the big time ones. Um, I, I know that they they probably had a different idea for the main event, the uh, Roman Reigns Brock match, but I think the rest of them kind of it falls in line with what you would expect uh, the magnitude of a SummerSlam to be. High matches. You want meaningful matches, and you want rooting interest where, where people are going to be into it. And I think that every match on this card has a has a significant rooting interest in it. There, are, there isn't like a match that you can say, hey, you know, this match is a throwaway match. I think they're all meaningful for SummerSlam. That's what you want out of your big four. Right. Start to dive into what you're talking about because I think you're right on that. we got Logan Paul and The Miz. And normally you'd be like, well, you know, it's just a superstar wrestling a – a person that's not a wrestler, but as Logan Paul has committed himself to pro wrestling, suddenly we do actually have a rivalry, a rivalry that matters more than just the you know it's it's not going to be over at SummerSlam and we don't see it again till Mania or three years from now or never again. This will be Logan Paul's introduction because his, his introduction into wrestling was last time around. Now this is his introduction to the company because he will be on the road with them after this. We assume. Uh, Pete, Logan Paul is polarizing. He's a very polarizing dude. I, I don't think he gets enough credit for being the athlete because I mean I've, I've met I've seen Miz met him before. Miz is Miz is a pretty big big dude. He's about six foot, uh, probably about two two twenty. Logan's Logan's a bigger athlete than he is, and he's a little bit younger. Um, he definitely doesn't have the experience that he does that he that uh, Miz would have. But I think together, working together. Uh, they showed chemistry in their tag match. I think if he's able to follow the Miz's lead, he, he could make this. A, this could be a great match. And you'll have people rooting for the Miz, which is crazy. It is crazy. When's the, when's the last time you had some? When's the last time you had people rooting for Miz? It's been a long time. Right. And supposedly, you know, the backstage stuff you always hear, supposedly you have Logan Paul wanting them to push him as a baby face. And I just don't think that's within the realm of possibility. I mean, the Miz is good at making people hate him, and I don't even think he can do it. No, no, he. It's Logan needs to be something. I, I tell people all the time is like, you have to be what you are, and Logan is like more of like a natural heel. Even though he wants to be a good guy, I'm sure that that's 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 maybe how he sees himself. But man, you're a bad guy. You're a heel. You're a heel. You you are the living embodiment. Of what the majority of society is against right now. <laughs> <laughs> Someone who who made their fame off the internet and has rode it to so much success. Not a lot of people can do that. Not a lot of people can take one concept and make it into a multimedia platform megastar. Because he has the biggest podcast in the in the US. He's, he's bought Floyd Mayweather. He's done all these things from his gimmick. He is his gimmick, right? He, he is, and he should. Ju- they should just run with it, right? He had. If he wants to eventually be 
some form of a face. Like if he wants, to, he has to lose this match. Yes. You know what I mean? To. Because for a wrestling fan to like him, regardless, he needs to lose and get his comeuppance a little bit here and there. Because everybody's, including our friend Blake, could hear talk about it on the last podcast I did here. Yeah. Including him feeling like the guy's just walking in the door and getting all this stuff. And we understand why. Blake understands why you bring a guy in with such a huge social media following. Because eyes on the product. Because what Vince has always done, whether it was Liberace or Mickey Rourke or Logan Paul, he's always brought people in that can get somebody to look at it that wouldn't normally look at it. Because what if they would like it? Yeah, million, twenty million, twenty million eyes is what Logan Paul is bringing to your product. Twenty million. Twenty million eyes. Don't let them tell you that smug is dead, (laughs) because that dude is smug. Yeah, very smug. Very, very, very proud of himself. I I would imagine. Nothing wrong with that. You know, be who you are. Now we're going to move into. We got another one of these matches. Where you have somebody that, you know, Pat McAfee not that long ago, I remember thinking, I don't want to watch this guy wrestle. I can't believe he's going into this thing with Adam Cole, and he has proven himself to be one of the true assets in all of WWE. He's wrestling Happy Corbin. I feel like if Riddle and Rollins don't have Match of the Night, which I'm pretty sure they will, but if they don't have Match of the Night, I think McAfee and Corbin could be a sleeper in that category there. Oh, I absolutely can see that. They both played for the Indianapolis Colts at one point. They're both right. on the Indianapolis Colts. So, so they do have uh, some history together. Corbin had that, uh, that, that thing with Moss that went on forever. But now transitioning that out of that, which I thought was going to be difficult, into a program with McAfee was seamless. He went out there, kicked him, kicked him in the face, started a fight. Instant, instant battle between the two where you want to see you want you always want to see Corbin get beat up. Not if he's on fire. He won his last match. <laughs> he won his match at WrestleMania. We're gonna we're hoping I'm I'm hoping that he goes two for two and defeats Corbin. And I kinda miss bum ass Corbin anyway. I do. I do. They they could have rode that out longer. Right. Well they could go back. They could. They, they could go back, especially if McAfee were to go over here. He doesn't have to be poor to be grumpy. Now, do you think, go, go back real quick, you think Logan Paul wins or The Miz? I, I think The Miz wins. Yeah, I think I think so too. I think that The Miz wins in order to make Logan Paul. First of all, you want Paul to stay in a program with Miz because he needs more work in the ring with a guy like Miz who can coach him. Yeah. I think that's a good move. And I think McAfee goes over with, with Corbin. What about you? I definitely do. I think you keep that going. You think you think McAfee does great on uh, on the broadcast, but to uh, to keep his stock rising, I, I think you keep elevating him. I think you just see how high his ceiling can go. Keep letting him win matches. What do you think about Riddle and Rollins? I think this is probably going to be one of the best matches of the night. Two, I, you know, I love Riddle's style because he brings some things, some elements that that are unique to him like mma things that are pretty cool like that 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 rocket knee the uh the rolling centaur that sort of stuff i i love him in his strike combinations but rollins as you know as everybody knows rollins is so technical so great can can make can can make even the simplest things look amazing so i think they're going to put on a great match and um we still have the stuff that riddle said about his wife not too long ago right um yeah, I, I thought that was a, a, a good thing to, to, to throw in there that 
he's still not over that. So I, I think it'll be a very great match. Right. I think that uh, – I do think, you know, Riddle can be polarizing, of course. Uh, everybody who watches wrestling knows or has heard things. But I do think that he is this rare – he is fantastic to watch wrestle. And it doesn't matter who, who he's wrestling. And like you said, he's just angle was somewhat of a hybrid in that he would go to the top rope, but he wasn't Riddle can do much more from the top rope than Angle could, could do. And he is a hybrid in that he can do all the rolling around stuff he needs to be able to do. Just his strikes are, are ferocious. You have a guy like Rollins who's such so great at selling. And I don't know that there's anybody better in the world right now at telling a story in or out of the ring than Seth. And this is going to be, I, dude. If I know that when they start talking match of the year, the Rollins match, people are going to talk about is the Cody match because of the the problem with the torn pec. Right. But, but this one could actually be better from bell to bell than that because they're both able to do their thing. It's just nobody's going to be able to get over the fact that Cody was out there purple from his <laughs> collarbone to his belly button. Yeah. But so anyway, moving on. Who wins this match? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Riddle. I'm gonna go Riddle, uh, winning this match and kind of just setting up for the future, his future of going out there and uh, and kind of going after maybe getting back in the world title picture against uh, whoever wins the Roman and Brock match. I think a lot depends on whether or not Orton is healthy enough to come out here. Yeah. Because if Orton yeah. is healthy, then Rollins probably gets the win, and Orton comes out and jumps. Rollins afterwards and goes into a program because that's a pretty good program to have Orton at this stage of his career and Rollins at this stage and the winner of that may be going after a Roman or whoever has the belt when all said and done but I could also see what you're talking about if Orton isn't healthy why not let Riddle win and get back into that main event picture I, I think that he's just been he's been close he, he had the US belt and he's he's right there ready to be elevated if Brock's walking away for a while uh, you need somebody up there at the, the top of that title picture, right? And also, it wouldn't hurt with the you know with rumor ha- with not rumor with with Vince having s- stepped down to put someone new into that rotation of titles. You know that and and that's something that you've been missing. Um, that that WWE's been missing. It's it's what was cool about it in the in the late '90s was you know you had. So many people vying for the title. Now it just seems like you got three guys most of the time. There isn't like a there isn't there isn't enough up there at the top. It's it's this guy, this guy, or this guy. These are your champions. These are the only people we deem championship worthy. Right. I think you're exactly right. I also think that the ruthless aggression era also had your Edge, Cena, Orton, Lesnar, Triple H. Uh, you know, there was a huge rotation of guys, Batista of guys that could be your champion. Eddie Guerrero, you know, Rey Mysterio was the champ for a little bit. You know, they had this eight, nine group group of guys that if they were in a match, you didn't know for sure they were going to lose with a championship on the line. And that makes it so much better. And now it's just like, and I, and I love what Roman's doing. I love Brock. But yeah, yeah. It, it does feel like at this point we're just, we just keep going right back to it. And we'll, we'll, get, we'll get there. We'll get there. Liv Morgan versus Ronda Rousey. What do you think about that? Liv is kind of... He is on a uh, kind of been pushed to the to the moon, I guess you would say. She's great. I mean, I've been a fan of hers ever since she's, she's got there. I always I always joke that her and Mandy Rose were the same person because mm-hmm. they look so similar, so similar. 
But since they have completely differentiated themselves and Liv has taken on her own uh, own personality, own identity as this grinding, hardworking, uh, just just beast of a of a little little woman. And she she's earned it. She she's she's putting she's putting in performances night after night. Uh, Rhonda Rhonda, of course, is a megastar. You know, feels that she was um, she was cheated out of her title, hurt leg at the end of the last match. Cash in. Uh, so this is Liv's first big, big, big time match um, going toe to toe with uh, with Ronda. So I'm interested to see where where it goes. But I, I do think I do think that Liv Liv is going to keep winning because she's she's doing she's doing a great job. Right. I've heard some people be critical of her promos, and I'm like, guys, she's. Seven days in, eight days into a title reign, she's supposed to be giving uber babyface promos. She's supposed to be giving uber. You know what I mean? It's like, guys, yeah. give her a break. You say you want somebody new there. They put somebody new there. You complain about it. You know what I mean? It, it's okay to let something breathe. See how it works. Yeah. You know, yeah, give, you it give it a chance. And Rhonda putting her over again would just escalate her so far. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it would give us a chance to, you know, let Rhonda go home. Chill out with yeah. the kid. Come back later. That kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say Fonda's Charlotte. Charlotte's also coming back. I, I think possibly in this match at some point. I don't know if it's a, if you want to call it a spoiler. I, I because I have no inside information. I don't know, but it just seems like this would be the perfect opportunity for Ronda to get out there and call. I mean, for Charlotte to get out there and cost Ronda the match. Exactamundo. Why haven't we seen a healthy Charlotte in all this time? It totally makes sense that even I wouldn't have her physically interfere, right? I wouldn't do that because that doesn't that doesn't allow Liv to to. But I would have all you gotta do is have her music hit, have her stand, have her stand there, and you know Liv is is capable with that little springboard cutter she's got. A nice flash win gives her the feeling that even though she's smaller, she can take the beating and she can be kind of your fight from down under champion. I, not like Ray Mysterio because I don't want to make everybody mad having to yell at me telling me that Liv Morgan isn't Ray Mysterio. I get it. Liv Morgan is not Ray Mysterio, but there was a yeah. similarity in that that there could be a flash win. You know, all he had to do was hit this move, six one nine, boom, West Coast pop. He was the champ. Okay, yeah. let's move yeah. on though. Bianca versus Lynch. Ooh, this is the this is the one of the biggest matches because they're two of the biggest stars. One is an established star, Becky, and one is still that rising star, Bianca. Uh, Bianca, I still think is we haven't even touched anywhere near the ceiling that she can get, and I think Becky Becky could help her even elevate this match more, and you know maybe get get maybe get another match down the road. And, you know Becky maybe wins Royal Rumble or something like that, but. Uh, this is this is uh, this is another showcase match for Bianca. Big time, big arena, lots of eyes on you. She is from Tennessee. On right. top of this, yeah, right. she's a she's a University of Tennessee alumni. So it's, I think this is going to be her showcase. I think this is, match is going to be incredible. I think they're going to make it very different than the last match uh, that they had. That was great at uh, at WrestleMania. Um, so I'm interested to see how they, they top it, but I do think that uh, it is one of those hard-fought, last-second, lots of near falls, so close could go either way, and Bianca narrowly ekes out a win. 
I agree with you. I think Bianca is the most important wrestler in the company right now. Because the way she's booked, it, she is on the cusp of where Becky was with the man. Right. She has that personality. She just glows when you see her. Yeah. You cannot help but just love that woman. And Becky is on the cusp of becoming that kind of performer that Seth is. She's already proved she can do it when she's on top. Right. Can you build and she kind of built the division a little bit with with the with the branding not quite as important as it once was. I could totally mm -hmm. see her lose this match. And turn right around and walk on the SmackDown and jump Liv. And then you could redo the feud she had with Liv where she won and have her lose. And you've anointed both these people in this really great spot. And, and right. Becky can do that for your company. And it's what Seth does right now for Raw and SmackDown is more important than anything else that happens on the men's roster. And if Becky could do the same thing on the women's and you could create these superstars, you can go back. At some point, Seth has to win a title, right? At some point, yeah. Becky gets the belt back. You don't have to worry about that. Right. They're too great. Right. But right now, what's more important is you solidify these wonderful baby faces that people really want to love. Right? You, you, and I, you and I can see this. Why, why, why can't WWE and those people? Why, why can't they see this? Maybe they can now. Maybe, some, maybe, maybe the Vince plastic got wiped off their eyes. Yeah. Sometimes I look at it as like, look, if, if I can, I mean, I'm, I'm a, I, I write but I, I am nowhere near the level of experience of, of a lot of the writers that w, w, WWE has. I'm nowhere near that. So if I could see it and, and I could see the build and, and how things are going and how the story's progressing and what you should do, if I can see it, they should be able to see it. And they should be able to make it happen. Well, I'm pretty sure that Hunter can see it. Yeah, I know Hunter. Yeah, he I know he sees it. it. I know he sees it. I know Hunter booked... When Hunter was head of NXT, he booked the women's division better than any women's divisions have ever been booked. And to see him... We'll get there. We'll get there. I'm sorry. I'm jumping ahead of myself. Okay. Undisputed yeah. WWE Tag Team Champions, the Usos, the Street Profits, and for some reason, Jeff Jarrett. Double, you know, the crazy thing about Double J is that um, I learned more about him from watching Young Rock than I had ever known before in my entire life. <laughs> that he was... That is my that is my double J Chef Jared. Uh, wow, you know he he's a Tennessee guy, Memphis territory. Was a young kid wrestling against uh, Soul Man Rocky Johnson. All these things was friends with Dwayne, which is cool. He is. Uh, I was gonna say putting him in this match. He's a bad. Guy. He's a he's a heel referee. So you got to think that he's going to help the Usos. You you have to think at some point that this match this match is going to be. One of the best match. The first match was a classic. The last match they had between the two was a classic. They can all do so many amazing things. Dawkins does Dawkins get enough credit for what he does? Being able to do some of the athletic stuff and it, he does he does a lot. Of, he does that three sixty thing into the corner like a like a windmill like a dunk. He can flip over the top ropes. He is a he is a rare find of a big man who can move. And Tez is a future star. Um, you, can, you can just tell that he is. He understands crowd interaction. He understands how to get the crowd involved. He, he's good at selling. The, the, you know, when I watched him, he had a one-on-one -on -one match with Roman Reigns a while back. And you watched it. You saw how well he sold for Roman. 
I was like, yeah, he gets it. He, he, he's fine. He can do this. Throw on top of that, he can do things that no one else at that company can do athletically. Right. You're exactly right. And Dawkins is the best hot tag in the business right now. Right, right. But the Usos are legitimately a top seven to ten tag team of all time. Those guys are fantastic when they're together. Main event Uso was so good. That little run he had like that, you got to see how good he is now, the way WWE books them. They do wrestle a lot singularly, and it winds up being really wonderful to watch. They're great performers, and I think you're right. I think Dawkins eats a guitar, and that's how the Usos go over. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Dawkins eats yeah, a guitar. No. Yeah, no, the guitar is definitely going to be involved. That, that is my favorite. Do you know that's my favorite spot of all time in wrestling? Uh, Honky Tonk Man did it for a long time, and then Jeff Jarrett started to do it, and then he, he had the silver guitar in WCW. I used to love that. Something about the guitar going over somebody's head and exploding every single match. Dude was destroying a guitar every minute. Well, you know what's funny, though? What's great, too, in WWE, you know, they wrestle Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night. So they were going through, if you count Monday and Thursday, they're going through five guitars a week, right? <laughs> that prop that prop department was very busy at I, that time. I just, had, I just had a horrible thought. Not a horrible thought, but a thought. Hunter's back. Road Dog probably answers the phone. What if we get a, oh, you didn't know, somewhere in there? <laughs> oh, I'd love <laughs> That that needs to well you know what with them going back to PG to to PG fourteen you can do the whole spiel again oh yeah yeah two words for you okay yeah we can go back we can go back to that <laughs> okay undisputed WWE Universal Championship Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar last man standing all heroes don't wear capes in that Brock Lesnar had acted like he was going to leave due to Vince supposedly resigning and must have heard Goldberg was going to replace him and came back and saved us. Yeah, yeah it is. Uh, <laughs> we, we talked about the Goldberg documentary and on, on our podcast. Uh, we did almost the whole show on Goldberg uh, podcast. And he is, by the fans now, like he, like when I was, when I was watching wrestling in, in the late 90s, he was the dude. Unbelievable. Everybody loved him across the board. We tuned in every single night to watch watch him. To see how things have changed. Like Everybody's like, no, no, we don't want this dude. Under no circumstances do we want this dude. But yeah, Brock, Brock had to come back. The, the whole thing is built around him. Plus, they probably they probably contacted like, man, you know you, you, know, you know you signed a contract, right? You know you're liable if you don't. Right. If you don't show up. So I, I think that his, his cooler has prevailed, and uh, it's the mask that everybody wants. I'm sure that Bill, as great a shape as he in as he's usually in, I'm sure that he wasn't in wrestling shape to come back and do this match. So, oh, I best doubt. case scenario for us. Yeah, I doubt very seriously that that, that Bill was really going to get a phone call right there. They could have figured yeah, something yeah. out. They, they, you know, Hopefully. dirt sheets Hopefully. go crazy. They make act assumptions. Now, so you think Roman goes over? No, I think I think Brock. Here's 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 my thing. Creatively, I do not know how you are going to have Brock Lesnar, UFC champion, multiple time, get knocked down for ten seconds. It's not going to happen. It can't happen. You cannot have a match like no matter. Roman is a fantastic. You build his character. You've done so much to this. 
but you have to suspend every if wrestling wrestling is is a it's is a stage performance we know that but no one in wwe can knock brock out for 10 seconds no one it's a last man standing match that, that, that is the only reason why i under any other circumstances under any other circumstances roman wins this match then there's no way that brock can win Brock is going to have to stay on his back for 10 seconds? Can, 10 Ro- sec- can Roman drive a forklift? <laughs> huh? I, I, he's going to – it would be – I do not – okay, it's a no disqualification match. I get it. Usos aren't going to interfere. They, they're not going to do that finish, especially since Vince isn't there. That's a, that's a Vince finish, a no finish, no contest. This is a – this is going to be – a hard hitting match. Um, it's not going to be more. It's not going to be wrestling. It's going to be more like a fight fight than a wrestling fight. It's going to be closer to that KO versus Stone Cold match that we saw at WrestleMania. That's what this match is going to be like. And I, I see no way they might prove me wrong. They might do something that I'm not thinking of. But Brock is not going to be on his back, unable to get up for ten seconds against Roman. I just can't imagine them having Roman lose. Here's the thing. They got to figure it out because yeah. if we've spent all this time, and I'm with you as far as I don't understand how I'm going to suspend my dip disbelief of that. And you, the K, the Kevin Owens Roman false count anywhere last man standing style thing they did where he got handcuffed and all that that was really good yeah. too. But yeah, I just I I can't see us going back to this match again, and I can't see this really long reign ending. Here, here's- with uh, them having wanna, to have a rematch. Yeah. Here is this is why it happens the way that it happens. You are listening to Go Home Heat, a wrestling podcast. Check out our friends at the Gin Project, the G-I-N-N Project.com. Check out our friends at the Daily Smart, your one-stop shop for all things pro wrestling. And now back to Go Home Heat. Theory, and and I wouldn't have said that, but they. Oh, this is this is what they do. They give you they give you little tidbits. They give you little clues. Last Friday on SmackDown, Brock came down there and and, and hit Theory, hit him with a briefcase. Briefcase involved, so you had that visual of Brock and uh, Theory. You have that. Now Brock can win this match, just be completely just decimated because he just fought the Tribal Chief. The greatest WWE, they will tell you now, the greatest WWE champion of all time. So he is completely exhausted having won this match against this guy who is unbeatable. Now, even though Theory, nowhere near the caliber of either one of these two dudes, comes down there, chair in hand, and just starts destroying Brock with the chair. Hands in the briefcase. Middle of the ring, hits a special move, wins. Now, now Brock, because he's leaving anyway, write it off. He won't be back for a while. He'll be back at WrestleMania, whatever he's going to do, come back and fight whoever. But that way, Roman doesn't get pinned. Roman can go away for a little while, uh, like a month or two, and then... You 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 give Theory the ball and let him see what he can do. Yeah, or you could or you could do what you're talking about and also transition into like 
a quick run at the champs, like, you know, put the belt on Seth for a minute, and then Cody winds up coming back and getting the belt for Mania. You know, you could you could go quick through and try, because Mania is still a pretty good ways away, so Theory could have it for three, four weeks, and then then you could get it on a bad guy in time for Seth to be back, that kind of thing. Or, or uh, Cody the MacGuffin. Huh? Or the MacGuffin, the MacGuffin of switching, of having them at the end of the match saying that, oh, he doesn't get both the belts, he just gets the raw belt. And then Roman's still the champ of SmackDown. I might have theory, if he's going to win, tell me if this makes sense to you, beat Brock with a roll-up. Yeah. He's, he's <laughs> that would be, you know, be even better. That would be even better. Right, because he's tired, though, right? He's, yeah, so he, he can't kick out. He's just exhausted. Right, and, and they ring the bell, and Brock's ready to go, and he, boom, gets him in a roll-up real quick, like one, two, three, saves Brock from having gotten pin-pinned, really. He's yeah, still a yeah. monster. Roman's, you know, got run over by a truck or something, so he can't fight. And boom, you move on. The other thing is placement of this match. It has to be the main event, we think. But if Theory is going to be winning this match, I don't see him standing alone in the ring at the end of SummerSlam. So maybe Bianca goes on last. Yeah, yeah, I think that. I think that would be the. Uh... I think that would be the way, and I think that would be a huge giveaway of where of how that night's gonna go, where this match is placed. Right now, let's move into we we like we said, Triple H early in the day on Friday is announced to be the the new head of talent relations, which was a job he had earlier. He had the heart problems, then when he got healthy, went back to NXT, and lo and behold, three four hours later, Vince McMahon says he's going to retire. We, I've talked about this, uh, you know, about Vince on here at nauseum. I don't want to go through all of that again. So I want to just talk about we have this thing where Nick se- Nick Khan seems to be the guy who's going to control the business vision of the company. And Hunter is probably – now, they say Bruce Pritchard right now is going to be in control of the shows. I feel like Hunter probably transitions into that. I feel like Steph winds up being – dude, if you think I'm wrong, you just yell at me. I feel like Steph winds up kind of being the go between both avenues in that Nick is controlling the vision of the money and Hunter is controlling the vision of the, the products and the talent and Stephanie's able to be right there in the middle and make sure both stay with continuity and I feel like Hunter bringing in talent controlling the way the the, uh, the overall vision of SmackDown and Raw are and his best friend running developmental is a huge advantage. Nick is the reason why they are doing the things that they're doing now uh, financially. He's the guy who got them the billion-dollar deal from NBC with the network. He's the guy who got them the billion-dollar deal with Fox. He is a business person through and through, and he understands the few. And he, he comes from the UFC. That's, that's where he made his bones uh, doing a lot of their, their deals. So he understands the marketing uh, side of it, how you have to market your athletes, how you have to market your top top guys to get to get viewers and to, to, to not only sustain the company but to grow it um, which I think he, he's done a pretty good job they've hit they've hit numbers that they haven't hit before financially since he's got there Ste- Stephanie I think is like the she's more like the face you know being that she's a big man and that that literally I we've watched her grow up her entire t- in the entire time so she has that name association with it you know it's still a big man running the running the show. Triple H is is WWE through and through. Right. He is he is the 
cerebral assassin. You know, he, he he's kind of you can see what he did with NXT, uh, tri- taking it from from uh, from FCW to NXT to to writing these great stories. Now, say that the reason I don't think that he did a bad job with people it was like you know he he lost to um, AEW, you know the the month the Wednesday Night Wars or whatever. I mean, yeah, but. It wasn't really his fault. He was outgunned. He was out talented. AEW just had bigger names, so it was going to be a bigger show. Not necessarily the stories were going to be better, but he had a better AEW had a better roster, and and I think that was lost why Vince took over and, and, and started to, to do what he was doing at NXT from from that side, from that standpoint of it. Well, you. It, to piggyback on your point about that, and I've heard people say everything's going to be different with Triple H. I've heard people poo-poo the, the black and gold reign of Triple H. But I think, too, what, what you're pointing out is the odd thing was for a long time, NXT was the alternative to WWE programming, which it was, was so yeah, weird. It was the best show. Yeah, right. It was the best show they were. And it was so stripped down and all that. And then they stripped it down even more when they went in competition with AEW. But that was by design because they didn't have the they weren't gonna go tour. Vince wasn't gonna spend any more money on NXT. So therefore he had to, you know, what do you do? Do you try to be bigger or do you try to be different? Because he couldn't be bigger, that wasn't allowed. Nah. And and so but what wound up happening, none of that mattered because what happened was Hunter, who had been the guy who was the contrarian to what the overall vision of Vince was, as he's bringing in this talent from all over the world and letting them be themselves, is suddenly becomes the guy who catches the fall for all of Vince's wrongs. And AEW can do no wrong. NXT can do no right. When the reality of it was, two months earlier, half those people were NXT fans. It, it was it was bad for uh, for them to, to compete at that point because, you know, <laughs> AEW was just a bigger NXT um, with a better roster. You, you've heard the saying, when a woman's fed up, there's nothing you can do. Yes. Okay. Wrestling fans, about 40% of them, not even, a gr- a, the vocal minority of wrestling fans were fed up, and there was nothing Hunter could do to sway the momentum, no matter what yeah. he did with NXT at that point, which gave us the NXT we have now, which I kind of like. It's not my fa- My favorite brand ever is probably that black and gold NXT. But I really do enjoy watching. I like going to minor league baseball games. I like going to college football games. So I don't mind watching part of the greatness of college or high school sports is that there are mistakes made that you can't predict. It is right. crazy. And you know, minor league sports as well. And so when you see like we had this 20 woman battle royal to end last week's NXT. And mm-hmm. it was really entertaining. Yeah, there were mistakes yeah. made, sure, but it was good and none of you girls in Toxic Attraction were even in it. Yeah, and yet yeah. they were still able to pull off a twenty-minute main event. It is a it, it's what it is now, um, and as part of Nick Khan's vision uh, for the company was to build stars, was to take raw materials, put them in this system, and make another make future superstars that could capture an audience's imagination on the main roster and support them. And, so, and sustain and build the company. Do you know you said so, so smart what you just said? Nick Khan's vision. And you know why it's Nick Khan's vision? Because 580,000 people or so watched that show. 
they weren't getting 900,000 people anyway. No. And for the price of one Adam Cole, he put on an entire show. Nick Khan makes money. Yeah, he does. What he's doing with NXT will keep USA having two, two WWE shows. He doesn't need to spend a bunch of money on NXT. All he needs yeah. to do is keep the viewership up over all that other crap, uh, forgive me, stuff that's on USA, right? As long yeah. as he can keep the viewership up over the reruns of, you know, those law what? shows. I was just, what is, what is, you know, you just said something. What is on USA other than wrestling? I don't, because I don't want, I, I do not watch I, uh, Ms. and Mrs. I mean, it's that, that's, that's really it. That's, that's the only other thing that I would know on the USA Network. Is Miz and Mrs. In, unless they run some hockey on there, or there's an Olympics or something, I don't mess with it. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah. That, but that's the point, right? And I think that's that is really underlooked by everybody that complains about NXT's viewership. Is that it's not that crazy different than from what it was before? And just because I love the product before doesn't mean I should ignore the fact that they're getting the job done. And spending less money, which is Nick Khan's forte. And that allows you to also bring in and train. And, you know, they're, they're having a training session. Big E's going to be there. They're going to have tryouts at this. They're going to bring it. Think about the fact that you had 20 girls in a rumble. And yeah, you're, you're getting to see these people develop. And some yeah. of them will make it. Some of them will go on to uh, indie wrestlers. And yet, there's now two systems fully functioning at work. You have the AEW putting people on dark that are bringing indie guys in and out, and the good ones get to stay, the people that think they can work in get to stay, which is keeping the indie movement alive. Right. Uh, Impact keeps the indie movement alive. And then you have NXT bringing in the... And dude, don't, don't tell Blake I said all this. I'm not looking to get in trouble. But secret, you- secret, secret safe. We we do we do talk about this, but um, I, I I know what you're saying. Um, you have athlete at like Division One talents that you don't necessarily have to to like when you see somebody like like Adam Cole, like when you see Adam Cole, you have to put a lot of lot of time into developing his character. They are bringing in some kids that when when you see them or when they come out there. They don't have to say anything. You know what they're about the second they the second they walk through that curtain. Right. When you see Braun Breaker, you know. You know. You right. know what this dude's about. He doesn't have to say much. He's going to go down there and he can hit some of those really really high impact moves that are very believable because of how he looks in his presentation. Tell me this, man. When when he does a promo, you close your eyes. Do you see see his uncle? I hear him. I hear him yeah. every single time I see him. I can I can feel I can feel it. it it's it's, I, I wish he had like I wish that there was another one like like right. so we could go back and have both of them. Right. But no, Broad is Broad, Broad is doing a great job. I think he is doing everything they they're asking of him right now, and that he's he's able to put on uh, put on a great show. And yeah, they're they're lucky to have him. He he's like the anchor of that show. Do you think Zoe goes over and and toxic attraction moves up? I, I do. You know, Zoe, you know, she was coming off that ACL injury. Before that, she was doing great. Um, and that's actually, she came back from it fairly, fairly quickly. So you know that she's, she's motivated, but you would not bring her back this fast if you didn't have some plans for her.
and, and yeah, the talks are going up, and and yeah. To piggyback on that, you might not bring her up this fast if you didn't have plans for toxic attraction elsewhere. That's also true. You, you know, because you're not going to bring her back this fast and then turn right around and put her back in the mid-card after she loses a one-off. No, that wouldn't no. make sense. That wouldn't make sense. So, man, hey, thank you so much for giving me your time today. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you again for having me. And uh, I love listening to the show. I love the one last week of Beretta. It was very awesome getting to getting to hear, hear my partner on your show. So, yeah, yeah thank you. Hey, do, do me a favor, too. Tell everybody where they can find you again. See, we got Clangin' Bang ATL on Instagram. We got Bangin' and Clangin' on Instagram also. Then on Twitter, P L E A S underscore K E L L E Y three one three to see some uh, to hear some hear some rap lyrics that I'm working on and also some <laughs> some some workout stuff and some wrestling also. Yeah, that show's fantastic. Catch me on this show, of course. I'm also on a sports show called Surrounded by Sports. I am also hoping that you will check out my friends at the Daily Smart. Your one-stop shop for all things pro wrestling, and also at the Gin Project, the G I N N Project dot com. Thank you, <laughs> thank you, Crossbones. You have a great day, brother. Thanks. Thank you. You too. You too.